Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hi, Nicole. How are you today? I'm doing well, Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I can't complain. You know, this is what, I don't even know what day it is or what week of lockdown we're (laughs) on, (laughs) but I'm doing okay. I don't either. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I can't complain. I'm I'm doing all right so far. Beautiful. Hopefully it stays that way. I know. Let us speak that into existence for sure. Okay. So, but before we dive into our conversation, which I am really, really, really excited about, and I'm happy we're able to make this work, please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do. My name is Nicole. I am a digital marketing director by day, but outside of that, I am the creator of Scarred and Free. It's a platform for people with keloid skin as well as additional skin conditions. We celebrate internal scars and external scars. So that. I remember when we first connected and you took my course, you took the New Year Better You course, and I remember giving mm-hmm. you a phone call and we had a pretty like long conversation just about the course and the things that you're doing in your community and like your self-care practice and your passion for being an advocate for folks with keloided skin. And it really struck me how you were able to put into words what you wanted to do with your mission. And then you brought it to fruition and you started a podcast and you're growing your platform. And I want you to tell the listeners on Hey Girl everything they need to know about number one, scarred and free, and number two, the passion and drive behind advocating for folks who have keloids. Scarred and free was very important for me and still is important because it gives a voice for people with keloid skin. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. It's like a 3D scar and it isn't a scar that a lot of people are exposed to when you think of scars now and certain other ailments. You see them in the media and you see people have exposure to it so they're familiar with it. Well, with keloid skin, due to the nature of this condition, a lot of people have it whether we know it or not, but it's just not necessarily shown because the individual who carries the scar, they are battling with the condition. And that is exactly why I had to create Scarred and Free. And I wanted it to have the word scar in it. Mm -hmm. So we can get used to hearing the term scar and not think of a villain or a negative connotation with it. And I wanted it to have free in it because we, we want to get to a point to where we are free with the scars, with keloid skin. It's rare that you get it remove it and it doesn't return. And it's rare that it stops growing. It grows over a time period. And it's very invasive. Uh, to give you an example, I had a, my first keloid was the size of a period when you're typing and you're ending a sentence. Mm-hmm. Now it's about the length of two quarters and it's, it constantly grows. So when I created Starting Free, I wanted the platform to be a voice for everyone with scars. It's my platform that I created, but it's for them. So they can comment. I share images. We share stories. We do live postings together. And for me, that was very important because I know how it feels to be trapped inside of yourself and and not know how to make peace with your skin. So when did you first start experiencing keloids? And then 
as you, of course, I'm sure matured and grew with this condition and also just started learning more about yourself as an individual outside of the condition. What has it taught you, your experience with keloids about self-acceptance, self-love, and truly leaning inward to have some like hard conversations that come up when we have visible conditions such as scarring, keloids, etc.? My first introduction to keloid skin, I was a little girl. I didn't think much of it because we all have scars on our knees. Mm -hmm. That's pretty common for us. Right. (laughs) In high school, I had a small one on my back and I didn't think anything of that either because it was very little. It wasn't growing. When I turned 23, I had an acne breakout on my chest and my arms and my shoulders. And most of them healed. A couple of them didn't, but they weren't growing. So I was fine. But the one on my chest, it it just did not it wouldn't heal Mm -hmm. and it started to get darker and it was started to raise up a little bit more and just grow and at that point is when I knew okay my keloids are now becoming visible they're actually acting like keloids again I've had acne bumps before that healed nothing happened didn't grow but this one at 23 really introduced me to keloid skin because it was visible it was very dark it was painful and it wouldn't stop growing and that was so hard for me to make peace with because this scar you could see I I can't hide my chest the way my keloids are it sits high up on my chest so you have to see it Mm -hmm. I really can't hide it and I had to learn then okay I have this condition I was familiar with it now I am having to blossom through it and I must learn how to love myself and that took about five years I struggled a lot I was 23 going to a corporate job my scar was visible people would ask like ew what's that on your chest and people didn't know that that's why I'm so passionate about it because they just thought what is that no one ever could look at it and say oh that's just a keloid and move on with life they had to stop and stare and ask about it and that put a lot of pressure on me to first of all learn how to explain this condition in a way people can understand and not take it so personal when people would ask me because it did hurt my feelings when they would say ew what's Look, we get it. Your child is incredibly curious and a lot of toys and activities these days just don't keep their attention. Well, keep them engaged with hours of fun with Little Passports. Little Passports is a subscription box full of toys and games for children of all ages that educates and entertains. For $12.95 per month, there's tons to explore right from your own home. Little Passports box is delivered right to your door every month and each package contains exciting hands-on learning for kiddos three and up. You can feed their inner scientist with the science expedition pack, which is full of cool experiments to try, or you can even make your own slime. And just for my listeners, Little Passports is offering 15% off of any subscription. That means your child could be flying rockets or looking through a microscope in no time. Use offer code HeyGirl at checkout for 15% off your order. That's HeyGirl at LittlePassports.com.
Right, right. I was going to say that. Why eel? That's so harsh and mean. It is harsh. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, mm-hmm. like, even when people don't know about the condition or the keloid or, or what have you, starting something off that you're unfamiliar with, with eel, to another human being, mm-hmm. I just could not imagine... I'm so sorry you've had to deal with that. That is very, very oh, hard. Very hard. And it's still happening now. And mind you, I'm 30 wow. now. I'm an adult. And I still have to deal with, oh, what's that? Like just a gesture of some sort and mm-hmm, seeing mm-hmm. a question. And most of the warriors on my platform have dealt with the bullying and the questioning. But I had to learn how to not crumble about it. And I remember calling my dad at work and I said, you know, dad, I'm just such a failure. I was about 25. I was struggling so bad with the scar. And then my dad told me, he was like, you know, this is just your own personal beauty mark. And he's such a beautiful man. He told me this is the way that, you know, God wanted you to stand out. He wanted to give you that kilo in your chest so you can do something good with it. He knows that you can handle this. And from there, I had to work on changing the narrative around the scar. And you actually play a big part in this too, just FYI, I'll tell you why. I started to change the narrative around the star and I started to talk about it more to people I work with. And then I leveraged social media to find other people with keloid skin. All I did was search the hashtag keloid skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I found people and I started to connect with them online. And then lo and behold, one day I was on Instagram and I'm like, what page? You were there. You had someone posted something and I clicked. I was like, oh, Alex L. I remember her from Love Your Line because I've been familiar with a little bit yep. of, of your work. And and I, you were all about self-care. And I'm like, okay, I have to follow. This is someone I can relate to because she looks like me. And I can understand your post and what you're saying about self-care and self-love. And it's just very clear to me. When you write, I get it. And I'm like, okay, I need to implement this. And I took a leap. I took a big leap. I challenged myself. I, I'm in Texas. You were in D.C. at the time. Mm-hmm. I purchased a ticket to one of your self-care sessions in September of 2018. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to go see her. And I'm really going to do this work because it's necessary for what I'm about to do with Scarred and Free. I have to do this work beforehand so I can be very authentic with my platform. So I flew to D.C. Bad weather. I left Texas like at 1 o'clock in the morning, got to D.C. around 4, slept a couple hours, explored the next day on that Sunday. I came and attended your workshop. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much about doing the work and starting to do the work now, even if it's uncomfortable. And I, I really left D.C. and I thought, OK, if I can just take these little practice from Alex L. and wake up every day, write me an affirmation and do the work, I will be in a good place to really accept these scars and then embrace other people as they're going through this keloid journey. Mm-hmm. That's an honor. You already know that we've had our conversations on the side and I am truly, truly honored that you feel that way and that you took that leap of faith to come all the way from Texas to DC to spend the day and that you were really able to get something from it. And I think that leads me into my next question about community and how self-care, specifically around your self-care practice, you showing up and doing your work and that turning into being able to find other folks who are needing deep in trying to figure out how to do their work, how it's just a cycle. Like we're all really in this together. Mm -hmm. We're all trying to figure out our work together. And I want to know what keloid activism has shown you about strengthening, number one, the work you do internally, and number two, the work that you're doing within the community and giving other women who are in the same situation as you, as far as the outward presenting ailment, I put that in quotes, or the Mm -hmm. outward presenting scar. Mm -hmm. 
are, how that's bonding you and those stories and that sisterhood. How are you learning community through keloid activism and your self-work? Community saved me. It really did. It's why I'm here. First of all, it's always healing to know. I know this may sound so crazy that someone else is going through it with you. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. And especially with keloid, it's so therapeutic to know there is a community of us out there. And it may not be a big community, but there are a few of us out there that are longing to talk about this condition, to talk about it with other people who can relate and just vent. And I needed that at the time. I'm the only person I know in close proximity with keloid skin, I always felt like no one could relate. They could love me, but they just couldn't relate. Mm -hmm. I wanted someone who could relate. Mm -hmm. And since I desired that so much, I knew that I don't want to desire it to the point to where I'm dependent on someone. Like I must have someone there to make me whole. I knew that that would be deadly. So I had to figure out things about myself that I love, that I can nurture. And I've made peace with the fact that there are things about myself that I can't change like the keloids, but I have to figure out a way to navigate life and choose peace and happiness with them, even if I don't want the scars, Mm because they're not going away. Mm-hmm. So self-care, it taught me two lanes, how to find people I can relate to and build with them and not become dependent and to make peace with the fact that I am a scarred individual, but I don't have to be sad about it. It doesn't have to be a bad thing to have keloid skin. Right. And that's why that self-care practice was so important for me and very instrumental so that I can get both of those narratives and then operate in a way where I could go and meet new people with this condition. And I wouldn't approach them like, oh, hey, we're Sorry, and I'm sad. It'll be like, oh, hey, girl. Like how you just did. I have keloid skin and you have keloid skin. And, you know, I know that this is something that a lot of people don't have, but I want to connect and build with you and just keep open communication. If you need to talk and vent, I'm here. And that's how it started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I started to post people so other people could see the scar. And that way, the more exposure we get to it when we go out, it's just it's just a keloid at the end of the day. It's just another scar. And people are familiar with it. They have the knowledge of it. And people with keloids can feel more comfortable to show their skin and not hide behind clothes. So I had to really learn a lot of things. And without self-care, I wouldn't have learned how to make peace with the SARS and even reach out and build community with other people. And most people with keloids are people of color. Can you talk about that a little bit more about how people can find support within the community and keep a lookout for these different markings and things that come up on their body that could potentially turn into a keloid? Yes. So with keloid skin, it's at the site of any trauma. So a burn, any surgery that you get, any incision. But for most of us, it really starts with an acne scar. It's Mm. it's just a pimple. And, you know, by default, we want to pop the pimple. I I always tell people, leave it alone. Let it do its thing because you don't want to create a scar there. That's what happened with some of us. We had the, the pimples and we tried to pop and we caused the scar to come. And with keloid skin, your skin doesn't understand that you have already healed. So your skin is saying, oh, there's something there. I have to heal it. But it doesn't quite understand that it's already healed. So it's just layers and layers of healed 
skin that's causing that 3D-like scar. And so when you have any type of incision, any trauma to the skin, I recommend following doctor's orders and leaving it alone if possible just to see how it's going to play out. I'm at the point where even if I left it alone, I still would would keloid. So with this condition, you don't know until you know. Mm -hmm. So you can't really avoid it, but just take care of your skin. Hydration is important, moisturizing, finding oils that don't clog your pores and making sure you don't really mess with any trauma on the skin at all. That's what I would definitely recommend just so you won't develop any additional scarring outside of keloid skin. I think that's really helpful. So before we shift gears a little bit and wrap up, I would love to talk about your podcast and what that's been like having your community on your show, talking with you. I listened to your first episode and it was so good. <laughs> your conversation with your Thank friend. You. And um, I love, I love your accent. I love the flow of the conversations. <laughs> it's just it's really just magnificent. So why a podcast and how has it been interviewing folks for the show and talking about this commonality that you have? For me, the interviews, it's been like therapy. I'm able to really hear the passion and sometimes the pain behind the journey. And that's why I wanted the podcast. It's deeper than just seeing a picture on Instagram and liking it. I really want you to hear the warriors and their story so you can know a little bit more about each person's journey is different, but we do have similarities. Most episodes, you will hear about the fight to gain self-love and then the bullying and then the hiding behind the clothes and even current state. How are you navigating the kiloids now? And you will hear that. And that for me is what I feel the world needs to know about the condition itself because most medical providers and insurance companies, they label this as cosmetic. So there isn't really anything they choose to do with and insurance won't cover treatment, but this isn't cosmetic. That's just an aspect of it. This is very psychological. This creates, this causes a lot of trauma and it's also very painful and can lead to infection. So I wanted a voice behind the image and something that I can put out that people can hear and they can listen to it when they're driving or if it gets in the hands of a medical professional, they can really understand this condition because today I don't think anyone truly understands in the medical world. Mm. I do want to piggyback on that for a second and talk about mental wellness while having keloid skin, because you mentioned it is not just outward appearance. It's not just physical. It's also internal. It's also mental. So can you talk about how you've been able to move through the mental aspect of the keloids and what you're learning about taking care of yourself mentally so that you can show up in this community activism and advocate for women who may not know how to find their voice or where to find their voice yet when it comes to this issue that they're having. Mental wellness with keloid skin, that's number one on the list for me. If I had to say surgery treatment for me is mental wellness is number one Mm -hmm. because you have to change the narrative around the scar. I started to look at my scar in the mirror and say, okay, scar, you are mine. This is me. This is mine. And there's something beautiful about having something that's just yours, that's unique to only you. And I had to really figure out how to look at myself and understand that this is still a work of art. It just has a keloid on it. And that doesn't mean it's worthless. It's pointless. You know, that 
I am just a woman with a keloid scar, but there's so many other beautiful things about me. And I had to start looking in the mirror at the scar, honoring it, saying you're mine. And more than likely, this is a for life thing. And other things are mine. I have so many other gifts. So I just started incorporating all the good in addition to looking at the scars and understanding that, hey, you know, I don't really like how you look, but you're mine. And that's okay. We'll get through it. I'll eventually start to like you. And, you know, I have a joke. I oil you up and get you all shiny, put some highlight on. We get on by our day. <laughs> so it's really changing the narrative of the keloid itself and not giving it more power. You don't want the keloid to outrank self-love. You don't want it to be backwards like that. You just need the self-love to be greater than the keloid so you can thrive with it. It's just about learning how to thrive with the scars that you have. And I, since I have started to master that, I wanted other women to understand that as well, that there will be days where you don't want to be scarred and you don't necessarily like it. And that's okay. I have my moments. Some days I'm like, I don't feel like dealing with you. You hurt today. Mm -hmm. And I just don't want to hurt. Mm -hmm. And I had to create that narrative so I could share with other women and men in the community that I'm in so that they can start finding healing. And we all are pretty much adults and we're trying to navigate and find the healing that we need, though we are experiencing some psychological stress behind having this condition. And so with the mental wellness, I worked on it. I go out in the community and I stress it because I know that it's the number one thing that's needed for us right now. That's beautiful. What would you tell your younger self? I would tell young Nicole to keep going because whether I know it or not, I've always been the sunrise. I've always been light. I've always been a star in my own lane. And that's not going to change because of a scar. It's not going to change because of anything. I am still just the brightest thing out there. And I had to rediscover that. But if I would have known that when I was younger, then it possibly could have helped with some of the depression I dealt with around my condition. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.